Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, like I said before, and it is National Margarita Day. One of my favorite uh, adult cocktails to have during a dinner. You cannot go to a Mexican restaurant and not have a margarita. It is like a staple. When you get the chips and the salsa that come to your table that, you know, you're obviously going to hammer down six or seven baskets of those chips and salsa. Salsa, you got to have a margarita with it. It's got to be on the rocks with a little salt around the rim. A margarita is one of my favorite. I just actually just had a margarita a couple days ago. When was that? Uh, Sunday, Monday, something like that. Went to uh, oh, Los Cowboys in downtown Villarica and had a had a margarita down there. Had two actually. Very good. They had very good margaritas down there. So today is National Margarita Day. Today is also National Nate McMillan Gets Fired Day. Uh, We saw it last night come down. Kind of an odd timing on the firing of Nate McMillan. But he does get fired last night by the Atlanta Hawks. That's something that we heard rumors of early on in the season. It might have been before the season even started. But there were rumors that Nate McMillan wanted to resign. And the front office and and the owners and everything for the Atlanta Hawks were adamant that they didn't want Nate McMillan to resign uh, and they finally talked him into staying as head coach well it only lasted not necessarily half a season a little bit longer than half a season and Nate McMillan is out I don't know if this necessarily is going to make the Hawks better Uh, I've been sort of adamant that Nate McMillan has made major mistakes with the Hawks especially on offense and late game situations So hopefully that improves. Joe Prunty will be the interim head coach for the Hawks for the remainder of the season. I'm hoping that aspect is going to get better. But Nate McMillan is a very good defensive coach. And that's something I know if you look at the points per game right now, we're fourth worst in the East. But a lot of other analytical stats have the Hawks being a better team this year than they have been the past couple of years defensively. And statistically speaking, the starting five for the Atlanta Hawks is the highest rated defensive rating uh, group of five in the entire NBA that have played a minimum of 300 minutes. We talked about that yesterday. So Nate McMillan has done better with the defense this year, but the offense is still lacking. Uh, Nate McMillan, the ownership and the FO came out yesterday and said that whatever coach they get for the long term, they want the Hawks to be a top 10 offensive and defensive team. Uh, that's just sort of coach speak for we want the Hawks to be good. I mean, everybody in the NBA wants their team to be top 10 in offense and defense. Prunty, who's going to be the interim head coach for the Hawks, was 27, or excuse me, 21 and 16 as the Bucks interim head coach in 2018. Milwaukee lost in seven games to Boston in the opening round of the playoffs. Atlanta is 29 and 30 
and in eighth place in the East right now. The Hawks are planning a wide-ranging search, but one candidate expected to be at the top of the list is former Utah Jazz coach Quinn Schneider. Others expected to be considered including the Bucks assistant Charles Lee, Golden State assistant Kenny Atkins, and I heard this morning that Odoku is also one of the possibilities that the Hawks will enter uh, interview. But Quinn Snyder is the leading candidate right now, and he hasn't. Uh, he was a Hawks assistant from 13 to 14. The Utah, the Utah Jazz head coaching job is the only coaching job that he's had as far as head coach goes. He he resigned uh, as head coach of the Jazz. Uh, let's see, it was last year. I think it was last summer. I think it was after the season happened. So one of the nice things about that is if you're going to hire Quinn Schneider, um, you don't have to wait. There's a certain period in certain red tape you have to go through if you want to hire a coach who is currently working as a coach in the NBA now. Uh, but if you want to hire Quinn Schneider, you don't have to go through any of that red tape. You don't have to wait at all because he is not currently coaching in the NBA right now. So that is just one more thing that'll be sort of a bit easier for the Hawks if they do want to hire Quinn Schneider. It'll be interesting to see, A, when they when they make this hire, and B, when they start. We only have 20-something games left in the season. You know, they, they said, the Hawks said, the Hawks had a press release, and they said they're not giving up on this season yet, which is good news. That's great news because we're in the playoffs right now, te- play-ins technically right now. So I'm glad to hear that they're not giving up on the season. But are we going to hire a head coach and bring him in before the season's over? Or are we going to do like we did a couple seasons ago with Nate McMillan uh, when we fired Lord Pier- Lloyd Pierce? Are we going to let Joe Prunty run this season out and let's see what he does with this team in the regular season and in the playoffs? Last time we did that, worked out really well. Nate took the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. I know a lot of people have been saying Trey Young is, is a coach killer. He's been through two and hasn't had any success. And I believe there is a little bit of truth to that. Uh, Nate, or excuse me, Trey Young probably is a bit of a diva, but all NBA superstars are. We don't want to see this trend continue, though. If this happens with whoever the next head coach is, if Trey can't get along with him, then we have a problem. Then that's becoming a bigger issue. Uh, But right now, let's see where this plays out with Joe Prunty as interim head coach and Quinn Schneider as the leading candidate to be the next head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Also, some major news came down yesterday that's going to affect our Atlanta United Five Stripes this year. The MLS is changing the playoff format. Uh, We'll talk about it briefly here, but I know that Abner and David will have a complete breakdown uh, for that on TM5 United this week, which uh, the two, two of the three offshoot podcasts from TM5 are going to be coming out this week. We have TM5 United coming out this week. Should be closer towards the end of the week, right before the season kicks off for Atlanta United this weekend. And we also have Track Talk. Track Talk probably be released tomorrow or Thursday. First Track Talk of the season. But this is the MLS changes the playoff format. The Major League Soccer has announced a new expanded playoff format that will see nine teams from each conference qualify for the postseason with the addition of a wild card round and a best of three series in round one. Best of three series. So instead of just playing a one-off, winner-takes-all game in the playoffs for round one, these teams are going to have to play three games. At least two, possibly three. I am not a fan of this. I 
I could not hate this more. I, I, I literally am disgusted by this. It is the dumbest rule change. It's the dumbest thing that the MLS has ever done. I don't think there is any major soccer format or any major soccer league in the entire world that has any format like this. It's it's absolutely disgusting. It's horrible. I mean, you have the playoffs in England for uh, for the championship and um, what are the other ones called? Like League One and League Two, whatever they're whatever they're under the championship. I think they are just one off games. I don't believe they have a playoff. I think it's winner take all, sort of like the MLS format has been. You know, the past few years, I think it's been like that the entire time the MLS has been around. And I love that format. The best of three series. Like, this isn't baseball, all right? This isn't basketball. We don't need a best of three series. Play one game. Whoever wins, wins it. It's, you know, it, it's money. It's It boils down to money. That's all the MLS is, is a money grab. And this is exactly what they're trying to do, is just trying to milk the fans out of more money. And it's disgusting, and I hate it, and it's nasty, and I just... It's, feels dirty when I when I read about it and, and think about it. Uh, as part of the new format, the teams that finish 8th and ninth in each conference will face off in a one-off wildcard game for the right to move on to the round one and match up with a number one seed. So you could theoretically have an 8th or a ninth seed if they face this number one seed. So the 8-9 will play a one-off wildcard game. So that's one game. And then they will face the number one seed. So theoretically, the eight or nine seed, if they beat a one seed, could play four playoff games. And the team they would face next, probably a two seed, could have only played two. They will have played double the amount of playoff games than the other team. Uh, Why are we doing this? And they didn't expand the rosters for this. We're adding more games. We're adding more playoff games. And they're not expanding the rosters. I don't understand this. I don't understand this move by the MLS other than greed, other than purely being backed by greed and wanting more money, having more games, and wanting to make more money for the owners. Other than greed, I have no idea what went into this decision. For the first time, round one will be contested over three matches, with the higher seed hosting the first, and if necessary, the third games. The games cannot end in a tie, with matches going straight to PKs if tied after 90 minutes and the first team to win two games advancing. So, you know, I I would rather have one game and have extra time. You know, don't go just straight to PKs. At least they didn't go into extra time and add the golden goal rule. That's that's the worst. That's way worse than PKs, in my opinion. I'd still rather have one game. If it's tied after regulation, go into extra time. If it's tied after that, then go to PKs. I want PKs to be the last resort. Uh, but yeah, MLS changing the playoff format going into this season. It's going to start this year. It's going to start 2023, which begins this Saturday. So, uh, you know, it it's 62% of the clubs will not qualify for the playoffs. Why? I hate that, man. I want more exclusive playoffs. Give me the top four teams in both conferences. That's it. If you're not a top four team, you don't make the playoffs. Why are we re- rewarding mediocrity? I mean, this is this is more of, of a comment on society, I suppose, than, than the MLS as a whole. 62% of the people are making the playoffs. It's just money. It's, it's pure and straight money. They want more teams to make the playoffs, and this goes for all sports, not just the MLS. They want more teams to make the playoffs because more teams means more games, and more games means more money. And, folks, 
every league is not like the NFL. The NFL could have every single team make the playoffs and every single game would be competitive. Baseball, hockey, NBA, MLS, they're not privy to, to that close of sort of talent in all of their teams. So the more teams we get in these playoff formats, the crappier of the games we're going to get. I mean, it's great for money and it's great for these crappy teams that make it in by the skin of their teeth in the ninth seed and can play the number one seed and anything can happen. But it just, it waters down the product. It does. It waters down the playoffs. 62% of the clubs will qualify the play for the playoffs now. That's stupid. Over 50% of the teams should not make the playoffs. I hate it. I, I, I hate this change by the MLS. I, I am so against this change. I love soccer, but the MLS makes some of the dumbest decisions. So we'll see. Atlanta United kicks off their season this Saturday. Uh, the Braves about to start spring training here in a couple days. They open up Saturday, I believe, is their first spring training game. Uh, and Ian Anderson has added a slider to his fastball changeup, something that was needed. Uh, and the coaching staff is encouraged by what they are seeing in his early spring work. That's one of the marks against Ian Anderson early in his career. Sort of the same for uh, Strider, but we saw him add a third pitch last year. Was Ian Anderson really only had that fastball changeup to rely on last year? Needed that third, maybe fourth pitch if you're going to be uh, a long-term starter in the rotation. Ian Anderson, I think, is probably going to be the fifth starter. If I had a guess right now, I would say Ian Anderson's going to be number five starter. So adding a slider to his fastball changeup combo is welcomed a welcomed addition uh, to his repertoire. So I'm excited to see what that slider looks like in spring training this year for Ian Anderson. And speaking of that fifth spot, another guy who's probably going to try to chip in or break into the starting rotation into that fifth slot or possibly be a long reliever if he is healthy, Mike Soroka. He spoke uh, yesterday morning and he said his hamstring issue is clearing up. He continues to he continues to throw despite the detour. Uh, his next step is running. Then he'll get on the mound, throw bullpen sessions, and then games. The Braves will set a timetable soon. Uh, the bottom line is he feels close. So I, you know, I don't know if that's like Nate McMillan saying that Clint Capella early on in the season was close to returning to, to returning to uh, the starting lineup, and it took him like a month to get back to the starting lineup. I don't know how close that is. You know, I'm doing air quotes right now. Close. So hopefully Mike Soroka is a bit closer than Clint Capella was back then. Um, I'm interested to see what Soroka do, does. I would love to see Mike Soroka have a completely healthy season. You know, you're always going to pick up little scrapes and bumps here and there because you're a pitcher and it's a long season. So you're going to pick up little nagging injuries every now and then. But I'd love to see what Mike Soroka can do through 162 games if healthy because that young man is very talented. It is just the injury bug that has held him back for most of his career. So I'm interested to see what Mike Soroka can do. Get healthy now and be healthy for the majority of the 162. You're always going to have a week or two here and there where you have to sit out because of little nagging injuries. It's baseball. It's a long season. We understand it. But if you can be healthy for the majority of 162 for Mike Soroka, I would love to see what he is capable of in a Braves uniform. Getting to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Basketball, first round of the playoffs. These are all girls' scores from last night. Bowden Falls to Lake Oconee, 76-32. Bremen Falls to Carver, 47-38. And Central Falls to Chastity, 61-25. Mount Zion is moving on to round two. They beat Warren County, 42-29 in the game I called last night. Uh, Mount Zion's defense was absolutely suffocating all night. Emily Bird and Chelsea Hogsid. 
I mean, it's Zoe Holland, the Farley twins, Shania. I, I just, just amazing. Just amazing defense all night. It was really impressive. Offensively, if they could have limited the turnovers a little bit, probably would have been able to score 55, 60 points last night, but didn't really need it because the defense was so good. They're moving on to the next round. I believe their second round game, it will be a home game, and I think it will be Friday night. And we will figure out who they're playing. Um, I believe to, today is we will figure out who they're playing. I believe whoever they play is playing tonight, I think. But we'll have that for you on Friday mornings, morning five. And then Temple, they travel down to Bryan County. The girls go down to Bryan County and get a 55-50 to 50 win over Bryan County. Big win for the Lady Temple Tigers. I know Coach Corey Nix out there is ecstatic about that. I believe Temple will be on the road again for round two, uh, and that will be, I think, Friday night. But once again, we'll have all that broken down for you this weekend once the games are announced. In baseball, I'm surprised they got these games in last night. It rained all day in Villarica, but they got these games in last night. Villarica falls to Westminster 6-2. Temple falls to Armouche 10-0. Carrollton beats Harris County 6-4. Then Bowden falls to Hurd County 6-5 on what I heard was a last-inning game-winning balk for Hurd County. The uh, the batter tried to call time. The time was not given by the home plate umpire. The pitcher was in mid-windup and stopped his windup, didn't throw the ball, and that, folks, is a balk. So they balked in the winning run. That's a tough way to win. That's a tough way to lose. Uh, for those teams out there on the Smith's floor covering games and events calendar basketball tonight we have more round one state playoffs for you Carrollton versus Colquitt County at 6 p.m. that is the boys and then Carrollton at Valdosta at 5 30 that is the girls Central versus North Oconee at 7 for the boys uh, Heard County versus Screven County at 6 p.m. for the girls and then Heard County versus Bryan County at 7 30 p.m. for the boys and Temple versus Screven County at 6 p.m. for the boys as well. The her- Both Heard County games can be heard on Hometown Sports Media. I believe Casey Bass will be on the call for that one. And then Temple versus Screven tonight, the boys at 6 p.m. I will have that on the other Hometown Sports Media Network channel. So we got both the Heard County games and the Temple game tonight for you. Uh, and if you're in the West Georgia area and want to watch some basketball tonight, Carrollton boys, Central boys, Heard County girls, and boys, and the Temple boys are all at home. Carrollton girls are the only ones that are on the road. In baseball tonight, Heard County is at Valley and Alabama at 5.30. Harrelson County is at Bremen at 5.30, and Jackson is at Central at 6.15. In soccer, Central is at Callaway, girls at 5.30, and the boys at 7.30. And Bremen is playing Holy Innocence uh, at uh, the girls are at five and the boys are at 7 p.m. Remember, Holy Innocence does not like to drink. Just write that down on our little notes there. In college basketball, UW is at Mississippi College. Boys and girls are going tonight. Time for another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Oilers' Connor McDavid scores twice, reaches 800 goals. Connor McDavid uh, is the fifth fastest player in the NHL history to hit the mark behind Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Mike Bossy, and Peter Stastny. Uh, I'd like to see. I'm really curious if we fast forward like 10 years where Connor McDavid is going to be with his points. It'd be very interesting. Very, very interesting if he can catch the great one. 
49ers Brock Purdy now aiming to have March elbow surgery. So all three of the 49ers quarterbacks are all having to have surgery at some point this season. It'll be interesting to see where they all land. Trey Lance is probably going to stay in San Francisco. I'd assume Brock Purdy may be going to stay there, or they might use use him as trade bait, and Jimmy Garoppolo is 1,000% going to a different team this year. The Panthers' Jim Caldwell says that he is done seeking out NFL head coaches' jobs. Said that he will be, you know, his phone lines are open if anybody wants to contact him about a coaching job, but he is done seeking out a job. Caldwell is now 68 uh, and was fired by the head coach Lions after the 2017 season. Uh, and he said he interviewed for about half a dozen jobs, including the Panthers and Denver Broncos opening, but he said he is now done seeking out NFL jobs. LSU's Malik Neighbors charged with illegally carrying a weapon, according to a New Orleans uh, newspaper. Court documents show that Neighbors was released and not required to post bail. An LSU spokesman told ESPN that Coach Brian Kelly is aware of the incident and that the school is gathering information. And sort of along those same lines, Alabama star Brandon Miller delivered the gun that was used in a deadly shooting on campus earlier this year in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Alabama freshman basketball standout Brandon Miller brought a teammate the handgun that was used to kill a woman last month, according to police in Tuscaloosa. Right now, the police say that he is not being charged with any crime. He said there's nothing we could charge Miller with at this time. So both of those cases, interesting to kind of keep your finger on the pulse and see what's happening down there in LSU and Alabama. And today in 1893, speaking of Alabama... Today, the first ever Iron Bowl happened. Yes, that happened at the end of February, almost March in 1893. Auburn beats Alabama 32-22 to in Birmingham. Uh, for, the, for Billy Lindahl, who's not here, not feeling well today, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake them!